We are all works in progress. What if we took that a step further? Inspiring people to pause for a moment and ask themselves, what else is possible? Creating awareness and getting curious about your life. And that's what this podcast is all about. Go do the thing. Do it messy and do it anyway. Choose joy. Get curious about your life. What amazing possibilities have you not considered in your life today? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Discovering Amazing Possibilities podcast. I'm happy to be back with you on the airwaves. I took a little bit of time off, but I am back and feeling inspired. Today's episode is going to sound a little bit different in the sense that I am doing something different and repurposing some of my old content from old podcast episodes from way back when, in 2019, when I had this podcast. It was called Something Different. It was called Torch Reiki Energy Healing Podcast. And I did solo episodes. I did a couple of interviews with people. So the reason that I'm repurposing these old episodes is not because I've run out of things to talk about or ideas for content creation. Trust me, I could go on and on and on about certain topics just to hear my own self-talk. But the reason I wanted to repurpose these episodes is because the content is equally important today as it was back in 2019. Some of the information I am going to change, I'm going to take out, remove, add, edit, but specifically this episode that I'm going to share with you today and this interview, I feel like it applies to the direction I'm taking this podcast in present day. So today's episode is actually a repurposed podcast episode interview with Ellie Rome. And Ellie is a certified weight loss and emotional eating coach. She's a former chemical engineer with a long history of overcoming binge eating, sugar addiction, and weight loss struggles. She shares her story with autoimmunity and thyroid issues and has coached hundreds of people to lose weight, heal their chronic health conditions, and really transform their own relationship with food in a way where they don't feel deprived and they can lose weight and really feel amazing in their own body, breaking out of these toxic cycles of dieting and losing weight. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I do want to leave a little disclaimer that if you are triggered in any way by this topic of weight loss, binge eating, or anything that we might talk talk about, I would invite you to skip this episode and join us for the next one. Welcome, Ellie. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you, Carmen. I'm psyched to be here. So from the conversation we had before coming on the podcast, you have a very unique story and journey of how you came to embark on this particular soul journey you're you're on now. And as energetic beings, we don't always start out on that particular soul journey. And I love hearing about others' journeys. So can you share a little bit of your story, where you started and uh, how you got to where you are now? And was there a particular event or series of events that led you on this path? 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, like, as you mentioned, I was a chemical engineer. So I, that's what I went to school for. I did that for about four years, but about six years ago, I started to develop an autoimmune thyroid condition that wasn't just like random. <laughs> it was from a whole life of, um, I was a complete sugar addict my entire life. I was a binge eater, compulsive eater, constantly eating beyond fullness. And it really didn't take its major toll until college when I started to gain weight. So I gained like 30 pounds in college and I was trying to do everything I knew to keep it off. So trying to starve myself. I was, you know, committing to hours at the gym or counting calories and would just end up binging in a box. Like I'd wake up with like a bed full of Hershey wrappers. And so it was this constant cycle of restriction and binge and then shame and guilt. And it wasn't just the weight though. Then I started having a really bad digestive issues, brain fog. I was getting numbness in my toes where I could not feel my toes shortness of breath issues, like the symptoms just kept adding on and on and I didn't know what was wrong. So I went to six different doctors, all of whom just couldn't really find anything wrong. They just kind of handed me prescriptions for different symptoms. I was put on high doses of like Adderall and Vyvanse just to function, just because I had such bad brain fog and chronic fatigue. And like I'd gone from this hyperactive kid to someone who didn't want to get out of bed. So it was just like, here's some, here's some prescription speed. And you'll be fine. And then um, I went to like a cardiologist, uh, some a gastroenterologist. And again, no one was really able to find anything specifically wrong, but I knew I wasn't making it up. I had, I had digestive issues and, you know, they're like, oh, it's IBS. And that's basically, they can't really do much for that. And so anyways, finally, luckily I found a naturopathic doctor who was the only one that asked me what I was eating. And at the time I thought I was I thought I was doing pretty well based on like the conventional, what we're told, like, you know, holy bread, low fat yogurts and things like that. And she knew pretty much instantly that it was the food that was driving all this. So I was tested for food sensitivities and found to be intolerant to gluten, soy, eggs and milk. So I got off all of these for three months, like very strict. I was really good about it, but I really didn't feel much better. And that was because I went to all the allergy-free processed foods. So like the gluten-free cakes and brownies. And I was like, this is easy because I was still getting my sugar. You know, I was eating all this junk food and it was filled with like hard to digest grains, things I was still reacting to, really toxic oils. And finally, you know, she recommended the whole 30, the 30 day, basically, if you haven't heard of it, or um, if your listeners haven't heard of it, it's a 30 day elimination and it's basically like a very strict paleo type diet. And those 30 days changed my world. So all of my symptoms went away within 30 days and I lost about like 15 pounds in that first month. And cause I think most of it was just inflammation. And it was the biggest thing from that though, was it was the first time in my life I didn't crave sugar that I didn't crave chocolate. And I did not think that that was ever possible. Like I couldn't have fathomed that before it actually happened. And it was the first time in my life I actually felt full from food. So in the past, I would feel physically full because I would eat way beyond fullness. So like my stomach would be distended and I'd have pressure in my stomach. So I knew logically, okay, you need to stop eating. But I was never mentally satiated, if that makes sense. Like I never felt that real like I could always eat more. 
And this gave me, like, I was actually like, wow, I'm satisfied from food. Like, I'm not hungry. I don't have to think about it all the time. And that was the start. And then from there, I kind of became obsessed with the research and wanting to learn why. And I, I love the science behind it. I really do. That's, but I also, I wanted to be able to help other people because it was like, oh my, like it was such a gift. It was, it was freedom from food, which I had never had before. And the release of all that shame and guilt. And I wanted to be able to help someone else do that because there's so much misinformation that we're told. And, and I know so many people do what I did and go to all these doctors and it's hard to like, you want to trust your doctor, but there's so much, again, like misinformation out there. And I know they're doing the best they can with what the knowledge they have, but there's just so much now that's come out. And even though we can know the information, the integration of that information is difficult, especially with our lives. And so I've been on this path and just been able to figure out those simple tools and like make it really easy for people. And I love being that support and accountability. To, to help them integrate it into their life to where like after I work with my clients, it's just like, it's, a, it's just, they don't have to think about it. It's second nature. It's just the way they are. And so I think for me on this journey, it was, it started with food. So that's kind of how I got the passion came. And then I found the health coach Institute because I, I didn't want to go back to school for nutrition. Like I thought about it. I think it'd be great, but I was like, Oh my gosh, like another four years in college where the nutrition programs at like state colleges are just, I wanted to focus more on the the new age, like the functional medicine part, the functional nutrition. Yeah. Food is energy, right? Yeah. So the energy you're putting in, constantly putting in your body can result in different ailments. Yeah, exactly. And so just, I think through that journey, like I wanted to find some way to help people, which is how I found the Health Coach Institute. And then from there, started growing my side business and then got to a point where I could do it full time and, and I left my chemical engineering job and now I'm able to. That's awesome. Were you yeah. scared? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. I was so scared. Still scared. No. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you have an amazing story. I love that. And I'm so glad we got to connect. So you talked about making that shift and change and deciding to become a health coach and going through the health, what was it called? Health Coach Institute. Health Coach Institute. What are some of the ways that you coach others to choose choose to live a healthier lifestyle? Yeah, I think the first thing is really learning what's right for your body. So we're all so unique. And I think so often we're preached at like, certain things are healthy or this is not healthy, but it's like, it so depends on who you are and what you're able to tolerate and what your body. And it, it changes. I mean, not even per individual, but like per the time in your life, like what stressors are on you right now, you may be able to tolerate certain foods that you weren't in the past or, you know, vice versa. And so I think it's really learning how to tune into your own body and really starting to listen to it. And then just letting it be an experiment, not to be hard on yourself and really just like, trying things out and, and releasing kind of the willpower mentality that it's like, no, I can't have this. Oh no, I shouldn't eat that. It's really like coming from the place of mindfulness where it is, you know, I get to choose, like I can have whatever I want. I can eat whatever I want and that's fine. And I get to choose how I want to feel though. Like I want to feel vibrant and energized and like, 
I know that if I eat this donut, like, cool, like, I can absolutely eat this. But, like, I really don't – I know, like, 10 minutes later I'm going to feel like crap, not only physically, but it makes me mentally foggy. It makes me feel low. And, like, I don't want to feel like that. So it's kind of learning how to come into the place of of giving yourself choice, like, versus being so – hooked on a food or trying to deprive yourself. And then that ends up been with binging. Right. And that's what I was so stuck in. And so that's what I think mainly I help my clients with is getting out of that. And a lot of that does start with, with getting off addictive foods, because like for me, it was so hard to be mindful when I was so hooked on the foods, like the sugar and the refined carbs and junk food. And so I think I help to start off with help my clients really shift that getting off those foods in a way that they don't feel deprived. So there's like my favorite thing. I, I love swaps. Like I love finding swaps for people so that they really don't feel like they have to eat chicken and broccoli every night. You know, it's like, what are swaps? So like things like, okay, like paleo bread, like um, oh, oh, swapping it for a different food. Yeah. Like, but like direct swaps. So where you're really feeling like you're getting like some like good stuff. And we're so lucky now because is become popular, you know, or it's like getting more mainstream. And so, so many companies are coming out with awesome products to really help people shift into a, a right. more real food diet. Cool. That's awesome. So you talked about mindfulness and something called functional nutrition. For those of us who aren't familiar with those terms, can you um, expand upon those terms and what they mean and maybe talk a little bit more about how you use them as tools, not only for yourself, but with your clients. Yeah. So I guess to start with mindfulness, this is a huge thing for me, as I said, like the sugar addiction and the binge eating and the mindfulness part is really being able to, to be conscious when you're making choices. And I think I know for me and a lot of my clients, it's having that tendency to numb out with food where it is a strategy of coping with our emotion and coping, you know, like, it's just like a comfort Mm -hmm. and being able to first, like the mindfulness part is just being able to be aware. So not even to say like, I can't have this or don't eat this, but it's just like awareness of like, Hey, why am I eating? Why am I choosing this? What it, what is it that I'm really wanting in this moment? And so it's being able to make conscious choice versus running on autopilot or numbing out and just kind of like, I know in my mind, I used to just like it was almost like a blackout and I would just bend and it was like, I woke up from this bender. And so like when I use the word addiction, like I don't use that lightly. It was a true, it was a true addiction. So I guess mindfulness being awareness, consciousness, and just learning your behaviors and like your triggers for, for why you're reaching for something. Like for me, it was a lot of times it was stress. So it was like, I get a stressful email from my boss and I'd be like, where's my food? (laughs) What can I put in my mouth to calm myself down? And it's just like, first step is just awareness. Like, okay, here's a trigger. And then now what can I do about it? And so it's really helping my clients like learn their own patterns, their own habits and being able to be conscious around food and kind of explore what's really going on. Yeah. What other habits are possible versus the, the old ones that we tell ourselves, well, this is the only way, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So is that, that, does that tie into the functional nutrition? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So functional nutrition is a lot more, it's like, I think of it as a holistic approach. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
like with the nutrition side of it being like really eating, figuring out again, like what's right for your body in the state that it's in at this time. And um, really diving into like gut health and things that are going to honor your gut. I help a lot of clients with leaky gut, but your listeners, you may not know it's basically if you're eating a lot of inflammatory foods or maybe we're on antibiotics, you can develop a leaky gut, which causes inflammation throughout the body. So healing that is essential to healing pretty much any chronic illness. Um, That's so amazing. How just changing one food item that you're using can really help that whole or begin to start the healing process of your body. Absolutely. Yes. And then I think with the functional nutrition too, it is the, I think the mindfulness plays a lot into that and learning for me again, it started with like the what to eat, but it really was like, how am I eating? Like, why am I eating? Cause so much of like the state that we're in when we're eating can affect your digestion, the assimilation of nutrients. And so it's just so much more than eat this, not that. And it's really tuning into the body's responses. It's, it's finding, I think functional nutrition is really looking at root cause and finding things like food sensitivities and getting back to eating real food. You and I talked before and you mentioned that you're into yoga and I know you teach yoga as well. So for those of us who don't know the benefits of yoga or have never taken a class, can you talk, touch upon the benefits of yoga, like for our bodies? Yeah. Okay. So yoga is like for me. And when I started yoga, it was, I thought mainly of the, the physical, like the physical movement, the, what they call the asana and that, I mean, it's incredible for your body. So you're not, you're building strength. It's not just a lot of people think like, oh, yoga, it's just stretching. Like, no, it's so much strength. And you do develop so much like flexibility and just, it's so good for all of your your joints and your muscles. And just, you work so many things that you don't get with classical workouts. And I think, so that was the start with, for me, it was like the physical, like, oh, I want to get in here. And there's so many different types of yoga. I personally teach power yoga, vinyasa, mm-hmm. which is flowing with one breath or one breath, one movement. But um, I think what really came out of it though, as I've been on this yoga journey, it started with that physical practice and then it really became the mental practice. And so yoga is like such a reflection of your life when you're on your mat just noticing the thoughts that come up in your brain. This is where like building mindfulness and building discipline and noticing like you're in a pose and you've got these thoughts, the ego, your like your little critter brains, like, Oh, get out of this. This is uncomfortable. Chatter, 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 chatter. Or you're just thinking about your to-do list or whatever. And it's allowing yourself to come back to the present moment, to your body in that moment, to the breath. And it's, it is mindfulness meditation. I mean, it is, moving meditation I mean and when I started kind of tuning into that part of the yoga like my practice it just elevated it so much more and now it's kind of I like my mind and my body just crave yoga the yoga practice you do yoga every day I do I do I love it and um, it varies you know like some days are gentle yoga and some days it's like here we're going power yoga with some hit in there and it's just really like flowing but um I think like one of the things I love to teach and like I like to have a theme in the beginning and the throughout and to usually end with a meditation because it is yoga is an experience I feel like every day it is just such a reflection and like so many things we store in our body we store so much emotion in our body especially like in our hips and 
and when you're able to release that, I mean, there's, I've had emotional releases in a yoga practice with, I don't want to like scare anyone off. Like I've ended up crying just cause it's just like such a release or there's the other things where I'm on my mat and just like in such a state of bliss and gratefulness and appreciation. And so I think yoga, it just encompasses so much more than a physical practice. It's a true, like my body, mind, spirit. So for those who would say, I can't do yoga, or I'm not that flexible, or I can't sit still through a meditation, how, would, how what would you say to them to get them started? All the more reason that you should be doing it, right? <laughs> like you're, I feel that I was the exact same way. I couldn't touch my toes. I, like before I started yoga, I was ADHD out the wazoo. I was like, oh, I can't meditate. I can't sit still. Like hearing that, it's like you absolutely you needed the most. Like, you know? And it's just and to come from the place of like yoga is a practice. Every single day you do it, it's different. Your body's in a different state, your mind's in a different state. So the mental part, the meditation part, you know, every time that you're able to see your brain scatter or run off on some thought and you're able to bring it back to the moment or to the breath or to your body, like that is a win. And that is the muscle that you're building, that mental muscle of the coming back. And yoga, you, you learn, I mean, not only your body changes so quickly, like you're, it's so fun because your flexibility and your strength and you're just like, wow. And like how quickly you're, you'll see those changes is so motivating. And then also it's, you're building a discipline muscle throughout the yoga practice. So like resilience and noticing you know, if you're in a pose and you're getting agitated and you want to get out of it or whatever your mind's doing and you're able to come back, like that is a rep for your discipline muscle, being able to stay in it. And that shows up off the mat. So like you're able to do that on the mat, like you're able to do it when you're gathered at work or you're having a hard time concentrating. It's just like come bring your attention back to what you're doing or to the breath or being able to not, you know, react if someone does something, you're really able to consciously respond. It's incredible what it does for not only your body, but your brain. I loved how you described it as a discipline muscle, because (laughs) not only are we training our physical muscles within our body, but our brain can be a muscle. And so um, it's always great to train that as a, and I loved how you described it that way. Oh, thank you. So I have a question about people who feel without a doubt they want to follow your, their passion. And they're in, they're in this job, kind of similar to where you were as a chemical engineer. But they're just starting out, and sometimes that doubt and fear creeps in. And they end up not doing anything at all. And they end up not following the passion. So they end up in a stuck position, as I like to describe it. What would you say to them about that doubt and fear creeping in and really taking that leap and having the faith to follow their passion and be a contribution to others and helping others? Yeah. Well, number one thing, just do it. <laughs> do, yourself. Do, it do it afraid. Yes. Yeah. Do it afraid for sure. But it's like to know that that's completely normal and that's your, that response is just like you're pushing up against your comfort zone. And so if you are scared, like I think the worst feeling is that stuck feeling when you're like, no, you should be doing something or like, you know, you're meant for so much more and you're not taking action on it. So if you can just chunk it down, like what is one thing that you could do towards that goal? It doesn't mean you have to quit your job right away and like leap into the abyss, but like you can start building something as a side hustle. Like that's, I, 
I did coaching for two years before I quit my job. Taking those little steps and really tuning in to listen. There's a reason something lights you up. Like you are given unique gifts that light you up and they're there for a reason. Like on Kathy's podcast, like someone, I think Amber Ray, like our mess is our message. Mm-hmm. And like for me, my sugar mess, my binge eating mess, <laughs> that is now, like I'm able to help so many people. Your mess, whoever, or any of your listeners, if you have something that you've been challenged with that you've overcome, like the world needs your help. The world needs, and there's room for everybody. And your voice is unique and you will help so many people. And you're doing the world a disservice by not showing up and and the money will come the like when you're following your your intuition and your path like everything is working out for you and you're in the highest good for all and so when you're honoring that like it will work out it will work out and so um i think i guess the one piece is just to chunk it down if you start to get overwhelmed chunk it down and just take small steps but do something I think one of the more recent uh, podcasts, Kathy Heller's, is I think her her guest said something about there are always the people that are going out and doing that one thing that are less qualified to do it than you are, and it's painful because you're yeah. like, oh, I could I could be doing it. It's like, yeah, you could, and you feel that every day when I'm like about to post something or like, and so it's just like just let that fuel you versus being like, Oh, someone's already doing it. Like, no, like it's a sign that it's possible that you can get out there and do it and reach out to them and ask them like, Hey, how'd you start? Like, what would you tell me first step? Like use them as mentors. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. (laughs) So I know you offer a 90 day program and a six month uh, private coaching program. How can people connect with you to find out more about these programs and is there something you could share with them, like a brief summary of what each, how each program's different? Yeah. So to find, like, to, I guess to like, I do free strategy sessions. So they're 45 minute calls with me. So you can really figure out if we'd be a good fit and really what like your personal goals and really get an action plan moving forward. So that's, um, if you want to set one up or if anyone wants to set one up, I do that through, you can just email me at mindfulbelly at gmail.com or visit my website at mindfulbelly.com. And then as far as like the details of my private coaching program, so it's all done over the phone so we can work together from anywhere. Yeah. The 90 day is a 90 day total transformation. So we work together weekly to really transform not only your health, but really your lifestyle. So that after our work together, that you have routines that you love that are personalized to you, that you feel like it's second nature. So after our work together, you're not sliding back into old behaviors. It's really personalized to you. So, you know, if you want to cook 30 hours in the week, like amazing. But if you are like me and want really convenient options that are go-tos and stuff like that, like we make it happen for you. So it's A, figuring out what foods are really working for your body. B, the support and accountability to follow through for yourself with not only the nutrition choices, but also self-care, you know, movement exercise, mental health, all things. So we, we work on a lot of things and a lot of mindfulness tools throughout. And then the six month program is basically the 90 day program plus three months of what I call the maintenance and integration piece. So we, in those months we meet biweekly. So it's like three months of weekly and then transition into a biweekly call, which is 
basically to make sure that you are staying on it. any challenges that come up that we are navigating, that we are setting you up for success each week. And then for both programs throughout the weeks, like, so we have weekly sessions and then throughout between those sessions, I am your pocket coach. So it's like full support and accountability where you really have a partner in it. So I think a lot of times people like we feel alone. Like I remember feeling so alone and like the struggles and I was so in my head and it was just like that alone was so stressful and toxic. So to have somebody in your court with you that like you're sharing your wins and like, I am your biggest cheerleader because I see, I know, like I see your highest vision and I know we're going to get there. And so just to, to be that, having that in the coaching relationship can make all the difference in the world with follow through. Yeah. So I hope I was clear on what no, that no, is. That's great. Yeah. That's great information. So do you really start with people from where they're at when you're starting in the beginning? Absolutely. So some people are ready to do, you know, like a strict elimination or whatever they may be ready for, but a lot of people aren't. So it, yeah, it's, I'm meeting you where you're at and then we're going to get you to where you want to go. I love all that you're sharing with us on the podcast today. I'm so grateful you could take time out of your schedule to be on the podcast. So how can people find you? You mentioned your website and they can email you. Are you on Facebook or Instagram? Yeah, I'm on both. So you can find me on Facebook at Ellie Rome and then Instagram is at Mindful Belly. And I've got tons of, like I said, swaps. So I post a ton of swap recipes and inspiration around that on my Instagram. Is there anything you want to add as we're wrapping up? No, I just want to thank you so much for reaching out and letting me be on. And um, I'm so inspired by you. So thank you for doing this. Thank you so much. I'm so glad we were able to connect. Me too. What an amazing interview with my friend Ellie. Ellie is so humble and has an amazing heart, sharing her wealth of knowledge with others and really contributing in teaching them how they can really break through those toxic eating habits, lose that stubborn weight, increase their energy, and heal their overall chronic illness. She provides guidance and support, not only that, but also accountability to really make achieving your goals happen. If you enjoyed this episode or were inspired by something you heard, share the show with someone you know. Or you can rate and review it. Rating and reviewing the show really helps to get it out into the world and into people's ears. And if you want to connect with me, Carmen Shields, I'm over on Instagram at Discover Amazing Possibilities.